0: Thank you. Wave again, everybody. Yeah, good, 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 good. So, yeah, we've had one or two technical problems here today, but because of Steve uh, Steve here and Tim there, it's been wonderful. Uh, What's happening next week, I don't know, because I'm in charge. That'd be carnage. Uh, A very warm welcome, a slightly cloudy welcome to this morning's service. Uh, Two notices. First of all, um, we are continuing to put as much as we can on the newsletter, which has been sent out electronically. So if you could take time out to read through all of the newsletter... Uh, If you don't get the newsletter, uh, tell somebody and we'll get one hard copy to you. Um, The second notice is that there have been a couple of meetings around, well quite a few meetings around the 4th of July service, which is our first service back as a church outside. Um, The the reason why it gets announced today uh, is because um, tomorrow we're expecting to find out whether or not the government are extending or not the current rules. Um, I think everybody's expecting it, not, it to be extended further. Uh, so if it is extended, just to let everybody, put everybody on notice, uh, that the service will not go ahead on that date uh, because it just puts us too close to the day uh, to have the service. So just to tell everybody that if, repeat, if it does get extended by two or four weeks, the 4th of July service will have to be rearranged, sadly. Um, so, um, that's those two. I've said good morning. I've mentioned the fact that it's a nice day. Uh, and um, today's service is being led by Stuart, who is here today, which is wonderful to see him. Uh, and Tim's in, in control of everything. I'm just reading through the list of stuff here to get to remember. Um, so, I'll hand over to, St- to Stuart to do our call to worship uh, and opening prayer. Thank you. back on again.
1: Oh, good morning, everybody. It's uh, great to be here again and worshipping together. Um, We come before God in prayer. We come to him with our worship. Let's hear from his word as we worship. It's from the middle of Psalm 139. And it says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Promise there from God's word that he is with us, uh, that he loves us and that his desire is to be in relationship with us, that he cares for us, that he's there every day. And that's what we're going to be thinking about and praying about today, that God goes ahead of us and he works behind the scenes ahead of us. Let's come before God in prayer this morning. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you for this wonderful morning. We thank you for your love for us poured out every day. We thank you that you care for each and every one of us and that there isn't anywhere we can go that is beyond you that you are across the world and that you are caring for those all through the world. We praise you this morning because you are the God who goes ahead of us. You're the God whose plans are bigger than our plans and your kingdom is growing. We praise you that you sent your son Jesus to be our Lord and our saviour, to be the one that we could follow and the one that we'd know your love through. We thank you that you sent your Holy Spirit to us, that we could work out the love that you have for us to grow and build your kingdom here. So we pray afresh this morning, fill us with your spirit. And as we're filled, Lord, we ask for your forgiveness for the things that we've done wrong, the words and the actions and the thoughts that have gone against your loving ways. Restore us and may we know the power and the strength of your spirit as we praise your holy name today. Through Jesus, our Lord, we offer these prayers and this call to worship. Amen. Malcolm and Laurie are going to uh, bring the Lord's Prayer to us. Our Father Father in in heaven, heaven,
0: hallowed
2: hallowed be your your name. Your your kingdom kingdom come. come.
1: So we're going to praise God as we sing our first song. Well, those of us at home can sing. Those of us here can read the words and listen to the music. Uh, it's uh, Water You Turned Into Wine.
3: Till you turned into wine Opened the eyes of the blind There's no one like you None like you Into the darkness you shine Out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you turned into one open the eyes of the blind there's no one like you none like you into the darkness you shine out of the ashes we rise there's no
0: There's nothing like a professional. Um, don't shout out anybody. I can say that nobody's allowed to shout out here. Uh, so, uh, yes, thanks for the correction, Tim. It's that time of the week, as I've already said, for those in the building. Uh, well, I asked, do I need to go and get my guitar? Is there any birthdays this week we need to celebrate? So, first of all, in the room, any takers in the room? Nobody in here. Anybody out there? Oh, hello. We have a birthday. We'll get a second. I'll go and get my guitar. Is it Roland or Joan? Me! It's Roland. Oh, it's Roland. <laughs> oh. I'll just uh, unwind this, monster. Oh, lovely. It, it still fits. So when's it's the big day, Roland? It's on Tuesday. Tuesday. You're 20. We, we blokes are always seven, aren't we? Or are you? Yeah, well, I those? think I'm six, actually. <laughs> yeah. So does anybody share the birthday week with Roland? You get the guitar, Roland. So, now, if you're out there, sing as your heart's content. If you're in here, mime. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday,
3: dear
0: Roland. That's you.
3: Happy birthday to you
0: i i love your enthusiasm i'll go and put my guitar on. Are you're going to step in
1: Do it thank you
0: thank you you can unmute yourself now
1: ah, fantastic uh yep uh, we're going to have our readings now from god's word me again hold
0: on yes i'm not muted so the first reading is from mark chapter 4 verses 26 to 34 and is entitled the parable of the growing seed he also said this is what the kingdom of god is like a man scatters seed on the ground night and day whether he sleeps or gets up the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Next we have the titled The Parable of the Mustard Seed. Again he says... What shall we say the kingdom of God is like, or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them, as much as they could understand he did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. So God bless the reading of his word.
2: The second reading um, is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 to 10 and verses 14 to 17. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and we prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due to us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, We regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here.
1: let's pray together. Lord we thank you for your word to us, we thank you that it is the word of life, may it be life for us today, by the power of the spirit we ask. Amen. My family have a bit of a history of musical theatre um, I don't think Helen and myself would be together if it wasn't for musical theatre. And quite a lot of uh, things that we got involved with as, as sort of young uh well, so sort of teenagers and later teens and twenties was around musical theatre. Mum and dad were part of the operatic society, which was basically doing Gilbert and Sullivan if you've ever heard of them. Um, and uh, so we did a lot of musical theatre. What what I really realised from that was it's not just the stage production where you get up uh, for a week or an evening and, and you do your, your little turn. Uh, usually me at the back getting all the actions wrong uh, and singing fairly tunelessly, but covered up by all those that could do it. Um, but uh, it, it was, that, that moment on stage was such a small part of everything that had gone on before. There would normally have been six weeks of rehearsals, if not more than that, probably six months actually, a big production. Uh, My dad got involved originally in all this stuff uh, by painting the scenery. We forget and I guess that doesn't happen these days because everything's projected and it's all lights and stuff and fancy stuff but he he painted uh, this scenery with the help of others of course. and. Then you've got the band that will be practicing, you've got the musicians practicing, you've got the singers practicing, you've got the soloists all doing their practicing and learning the words, uh, and and all that's going on in the background. There's those that are on the lighting desks and do the sound these days. uh probably will be done by computers, but somebody has to program it. It's all this stuff that goes on behind the scenes so that the production, hopefully is a good one. And when I worked for the Met Office a few years ago, more years now than I care to remember, but my role was fairly small. I was an observer observing the weather forecast, giving weather reports to air traffic control in the RAF bases, and also producing uh, uh, paperwork for the pilots so they knew that it was safe to fly. It was a fairly small role. I was a small cog in a huge organization. My little observation that would go out probably once an hour, but maybe sometimes more if the weather was horrible, which mostly it was, um, would go into a huge supercomputer that do loads and loads of number crunching alongside all the other observations that came in that hour across the world. So my little bit didn't seem really to matter too much except it did in some ways because the pilots at that place where i was providing that forecast or that observation needed to know now whether it made a difference in the huge worldwide scheme of world weather forecasting i don't know but but that little bit mattered there and i wonder there's a question for you do you often feel like a small cog in the kingdom of god that your little bit that you do whether it's uh, uh, your giving on a sunday or whenever you choose to give or your your time that you give or your your efforts or that little chat that you've had that 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 prayer that you've offered you sort of think well that uh, I'm not the next Billy Graham or John Wesley or whoever your heroes are. I haven't really seemed to have contributed very much to this thing called the kingdom of God. Or perhaps our efforts seem small and we're a bit fearful that nothing seems to be happening. Or we're not achieving very much in the kingdom of God. And I think that often happens when we think... That it all depends on us. When it depends entirely on me to make the kingdom of God grow, that is where it all goes wrong, and that's where we get a bit upset and depressed about the fact that nothing seems to happen, and we're only a little cog. Look at the parable that Jesus teaches us of the uh, of the growing seed. It's the one that comes comes before the famous one of the of the mustard seed, but it's the it's a, it's, a, it's an important parable nonetheless. It says it says the farmer scatters the seed, and it sprouts and grows and produces corn, and this is the words all by itself. It just happens. The harvest comes, but the farmer doesn't know how. I guess today they probably would. But in those days, that's a fair assumption that they'd have planted the seed, but they wouldn't have known all the science and technology behind how a plant grows. But the farmer doesn't know, but still it happens. The seeds planted, up comes the corn. The corn comes up with the ears of corn and they harvest it. It's there. It happens. Behind the scenes, stuff is going on. Things are happening. And yes, the farmer has to do some work. The farmer has to prepare the soil, a little bit maybe. The farmer has to plant the seed. And at the end, the farmer has to harvest the crop. But behind the scenes, the growing bit happens. And this is where God is creating and making things happen. God makes that come up. The Holy Spirit is at work. And so when we go out. and Or we have our time of prayer. Or we, we, we're with people. And we, we're thinking well there's this kingdom of God. And and our little efforts aren't seeming to get us very far. God is at work. Behind the scenes. God is at work. C.S. Lewis, who wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, put it like this. Aslan is on the move. God is at work. We may not know how or why or where or when, but God is at work. He's at work in us. He's at work out there in the world, in people's lives. So when we do those little things maybe a small act of kindness that person through our little act of kindness which may think we may think is such a small thing is where that person suddenly sees Jesus they see Jesus in that action or maybe we share the story of how Jesus is important in our lives how his love and his care and his mercy and his grace have changed us or helped us or just been with us when we've needed him or just made us a different person altogether. That may be the seed in somebody else's life that brings them life because God is at work behind the scenes. And I think what happens is that God is already preparing hearts for his message to them sometimes we go out into the into a maybe into a community or maybe to our friends and our families and we, we, we we're a bit scared of sharing our faith because it's not something we do or maybe it's just you know uh, again our little actions that we think really don't make a lot of difference but when we go out there god is already at work he's ahead of us he's doing stuff already one person once said it takes sometimes some people 30 uh, times to hear the gospel or to see it enacted in somebody's life before they may even start responding to it 30 times now i don't know whether that's a, you know whether that's an urban myth or whether that, but but it seems there's a ring of truth there We don't know if we're the 15th time that person's heard it, or the first time the person's heard it, or the 30th time. We might be just the thing that tips them towards Jesus at the right time for them. We just don't know, but it's such a small thing, but we can do it. God is already preparing the hearts behind the scenes. So what do we have to do? Well, I think when we go out and when we're about, and when we're meeting people and when we can do that, um, but when we meet our fans, friends and family and their work colleagues and our, our friends at school, then we, pr- we pray for opportunities. Opportunities to share our faith of Jesus. Because every time we meet somebody, it's a divine appointment. It's something that God wants us to do. It's a divine appointment. It's made by God that we meet people and we can then live out or share our faith in Jesus with them. And as I say, God is behind the scenes doing stuff. Paul, the apostle, in 2 Corinthians said, we live by faith, not By sight. We live by faith, not by sight. Living by sight means we'll only do things for God that we know will work or are safe. Because we know we're in charge of it. We're in control. We can control that. We can make it happen. We live by sight. That means we can see what's going to happen. We know it will work. Living by faith means we'll do things knowing that god is in control but may be risky we don't have the control god does god we trust is working behind the scenes working to make stuff happen and we step out into it it might be risky it might put us at risk but we give it a go we step out I'm not going to blow my own trumpet, well, but I'm going to tell you a little bit of things that I've been doing, because I think you might like to know, and if you do, pray for me if you can. But uh, recently, I've I've been meeting, I've just been sitting in Costa. You might think, well, that's that's a nice job to have. Well, it is, it's great. (laughs) But I've got a little sign that says, if you want to come and have a chat, come and have a chat. And it seems to have sparked a bit of response to, put to it in the community. I just put it on the community chat and, and I sat in Costa. I think I've only talked to two people, but hey, it's a start. But I mean, that's not everybody's cup of tea or coffee, but sorry about the gags. Uh, they get worse. Um, but it's something that we're just I'm putting out there, believing that perhaps there's a divine appointment to be made that those people may need just to hear a word of help or just to hear, no, somebody's listening, especially at the moment in in the place we find ourselves, that sort of in between time, we're coming out of lockdown, but a lot of people have had a lot of stuff go on in the last year and a half, and we're just getting through that, but it's still not resolved. Uh, I I think there's a place for that. Something else that's going on, uh, we're thinking about muddy church, it's starting in September, which is just uh, wondering at the God, the, the God of creation, and just uh, being out in creation and helping people to have that first step of engagement into faith. Don't know whether it'll work. We'll probably get wet and muddy, but let's give it a go. Holiday clubs, we've done those in the past. I'm guessing when those holiday clubs were set up, there was no, uh, we had no idea whether we'd get any kids come. We had no idea whether it would work. Similarly, we party in the car park, which unfortunately we haven't been able to do, but we will get there eventually, I'm sure. No idea whether that would work as a concept, but went for it, and it worked. And people have been blessed. Something I've been doing, if you've been past my house recently, there's a very subtle sign. Very subtle, it says trypraying.com. Try and there's a little... Um, Leaflet holder there, uh, which I have to go and clean because of COVID occasionally, um, and put refill, but they've got a little booklet that says, try pray. Now, I believe that, that people have been taking these little leaflets. I've had to keep filling it, so it's either that or the kids are nicking them and throwing them in the bushes, but I've not seen any. So I think people are genuinely taking them. I'm not saying there's loads. I'm not saying we see revival or anything like that, but every week, there's there's a few less Uh, booklets in the little booklet holder and i'm praying that these little booklets will just be that thing that helps people come closer to jesus that little seed that might be planted in them and maybe that divine appointment where god is working in the background because paul also says that christ's love compels us to do this stuff if we've experienced the love of Jesus in our lives it compels us the Greek word there is it urges us it con- it calls us on it, it almost drags us towards the goal of sharing uh, Christ's love with others if we've experienced Christ's love in our lives we know that there's that desire For others to know the love and peace and the goodness that Jesus brings to us. And if we haven't experienced that love and peace and grace from Jesus, pray about it now. Take time, maybe today, maybe later on today, to think about the relationship that we can have with God through Jesus our Lord. To see that his love will compel us and fill us. It's an inescapable call on our lives, drawing us into his work. And we can only really, if you consider his work for us that he did by, by giving his life on the cross and, and rising again, it just compels us to be drawn to, into, into sharing that uh, great gift of love with others. So I just ask you this morning, do you feel that compelling draw of Christ's love? If you don't, ask for God to fill you afresh. If if you've never experienced it, ask God to introduce you to Jesus. And if you do, well, that's great. Ask God to fill you with the spirit to get out there and share that compelling love with others. Because the Holy Spirit behind the scenes makes the seed grow and and the harvest to flourish. We may not see it. This is one of the frustrating things about faith sharing and and all this stuff of building the kingdom is we don't always see it. As I said, we might be the first person, the 15th person, or the 29th person to share our faith with somebody or to try something. As somebody once said, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Well, we do. Our faith is built on 2,000 years of giants who've shared their faith before. And we've got that. We are the people of this time to share our faith for the next generation. But we may not see the kingdom growth. But the aim, or as Paul puts it, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. The aim is for a complete change of us and each other, of creation itself, to be go from the old to the new. As we hear from that other parable of the mustard seed, it's a tiny little seed that grows up into a huge tree that enables birds to nest and find shelter in its branches our little mustard seed. We don't know where it'll end up, but with God in control, it can end up as a massive tree in the kingdom of God. God works behind the scenes, using us to fulfill his plans and promises. But in the end, the work is his. Growth comes as we trust the behind the scenes work of the spirit. As we live by faith, and not by sight looking for those divine appointments and trusting that god is at work behind the scenes amen let's pray together lord we ask that you will help us to know that you are growing your kingdom that you are in control that you are there behind the scenes making stuff happen for the goodness and the growth of your kingdom. We pray, Lord, that we may be agents like that farmer who who plant the seeds and even that we might harvest those seeds as well. But also, Lord, know that you are in control. Help us to live by faith and not by sight. Lord, fill us again with that love that compels us. We pray in the name and the precious name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. And So we're going to sing our next song and uh, it helps us to think that God is uh, in control. He is our vision. We're going to sing Be Thou My Vision. Martin and Katie are going to bring our prayers for us.
4: Oh. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for being here with us today. When two or more are gathered, you are present and we come with you to you humbly with thanksgiving and our petitions. We want to thank you for answered prayer. Lord, we would like to pray for our church family, for our brothers and sisters in Christ, those who sit beside us, behind us, and in front of us, and those on Zoom. When we do stuff for you, we know we will be under attack, and we pray for protection from that and for wisdom to deal with it. We pray particularly for our outreach services outside. We pray for good weather, good attendance and an opportunity to speak about you. Lord, we want to pray for our partners, for our parents, our children and grandchildren. Neighbours, work colleagues, friends and people in our community. We look for ways to reach out to show your love in all these relationships. Lord, as we look at what's going on in the world today, there are times when our hearts break And my heart broke when I heard about the 138 Nigerian children kidnapped in the last few weeks. They and over 700 others have disappeared since December. This crime almost goes unreported. Let's pray that these crimes are stopped and the authorities find these children and they are returned to their parents. We continue to pray for people suffering with COVID, especially in the poorest of countries. Father, we ask you to be with our world leaders at the G7 Summit, that the Holy Spirit is in all those decisions that are being made. We ask all of these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you, Katie. And so we come to our final song which says, you go before me, you're there beside me. God is our guardian. So let's sing or hum along or tap our feet, whichever we want to do as we sing, my guardian.
0: Thank you, Stuart. Thank you for the tambourine bashers and the flag wavers, and uh, hope we enjoyed a, a very enjoyable service there. So I would, this is the time of service where I ask if everybody could unmute, because uh, Tim does a great job of muting us all the time. As we say the grace to one another, uh, so as we say together, may the grace of the
3: oh oh Lord be and the love of God, God. Oh God. God. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. to totally us